Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the February the 6th weekly leadership call. Uh, Stephen Whitwell here. I'm joined by Ashley Peebles. I have 9.01 a.m. Pacific time, 10.01 a.m. Mountain, 11.01 a.m. Central time here in Texas, which means we have new uh, 12.01 p.m. Eastern in Virginia, where Ashley's joining us from. And um, whether you're joining us, uh, you know, West Coast, East Coast, Canada, welcome to the first weekly leadership call of February. Um, I'm just going to give it another minute to let people join us live. If you, if you would, in the comment section, let us know if you're watching live on the Neolife Business Builder Facebook page by hashtag live. Um, if you're watching on replay, which means later than, you know, 9 a.m. Pacific time, uh, when you do hashtag replay for us, and then real quick, drop um, drop something in the comment section that you're proud of that you accomplished in January. Just something in your, it could be personal, it could be your business, it could be whatever, but just something that you are uh, proud of that you accomplished in the month of January uh, to start 2023. And so um, I'm going to go ahead now and we have two minutes past the hour. I'm going to get us started. Um, hey, here's the good news. Let me tell you a couple things. I'm not going to have any slides today because here's the great news now that we are where we are in Neolife in February. There's not a lot of new things. And I want to encourage you with that, that, you know, we believe it's important that we get into a season where it's business as usual and we're focused solely and purposely on now growing and developing uh, this business in North America as we move forward. So there's nothing, you know, no new incentives, no new initiatives, no new programs, no really new events that are coming. Like it's, it's business as usual right now. So if you're up to date on everything happening in Neolife um, up to this point and you've been tracking with us in January, then you are set for a while. Um, we want to make sure that, you know, we don't make too many changes too often. Um, and we want to allow you to get into some rhythm and growing your business. And so we're excited for that. Um, now, let me just also mention this. I will mention that, you know, obviously our next major impending event is Impact Summit. And we talked about that last week on the weekly leadership call. If you didn't watch that, go back and watch that about the importance of being at that event and some, some tips and strategies for getting there. But I want to encourage you, if you are wanting to grow your business and you're wanting to help others change their life, being at Impact Summit and bringing as many people with you is probably one of the most critical things you can do this entire year for your business um, moving forward. Um, now, let me just hit real quick. I was going to talk about January, and then we're going to dive right into our topic today. I just want to say congratulations to you all in North America, all of our amazing business partners and promoters. What you accomplished in January was incredible. Um, and it was in a very short sales month of only 28 days. You know, there's you know what there's 31 days in January, but there was only 28 days of the January sales month because December ran a little bit long. But even with it being a short sales month, three less days, let me encourage you with this. You all had the third best recruiting month of any month in Neil Life in at least the last 11 plus years. And it's probably many more than that. It's probably 15, 20 years, 25 years. But yeah, that's, that's just kind of what our, our team was able to go back record-wise and be able to clearly find for us. But you had the third best recruiting month in January of any month in at least the last 11 plus years. And that's with a short month. 
I really do believe January would have been the largest recruiting month. Uh, and you would have set a whole new record if we had three extra days. Um, and here's the cool part. Now, let me talk about this. Here's the cool part. February is off to an even better start than January was recruiting wise. If you take the first five days of February versus the first five days of the sales month of, of January, we're ahead of January already in February. So it shows the momentum that you are building. Also, I want to mention this. We had, you had the most Neoship orders in a month in the history of Neolife North America. There's never been a month in Neolife that had more Neoship orders than the month of January, 2023. So I just want to encourage you guys to um, keep doing what you're doing. Um, you're making a difference. You're changing people's lives. This is all about. Um, and the, the numbers and the, the business growth is showing that. So I just want to encourage you to keep up what you're doing in February. Um, you're putting the right inputs into the business, um, which is so critical and critically important. And so now with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to Ashley and her and I both, we're going to kind of tag team this. We're going to talk about, um, being the CEO of your business. And what does that really mean? We always talk about how you're the CEO of your own business. You're in business for yourself, but not by yourself that, you know, you're the boss. Um, you own your own business. Like we, we talk about that, but what does it really mean to be the CEO of your own business? And we're going to share some of our thoughts about that. So Ashley, I'm going to hand it over to you, my friend. Good morning, everyone. So glad to be with you here today. I hope your Monday is starting off wonderfully. I asked Wit how his weekend was. Uh, it has warmed up in Texas, so they were able to get out as a family, which I love hearing, especially when you've got three little ones like that. You need to get them out and run the energy out of them, right? Instead of being stuck in the house. For us, um, I did nothing after church and lunch yesterday, and I told Wit, I was like, it, like, you know, the guilt starts diving in, you know what I mean? You're like, you really need to get up and do something, and I was like, no, I'm not. So after church and lunch yesterday, I, 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 I laid on the couch and it was so incredible. So um, I hope that whether you were running around because the weather was finally pretty again, or whether you were relaxing on the couch, it was a great weekend with your family. So we're going to talk today about like how to be the CEO of your own business and some tips really to know if you're doing the right things. So um, we... There are so many things that I could say about this topic, right? But I tried to put them into just three different tips, even though everything in me wanted to give you five. So maybe we'll just do this time. Maybe we'll do this again later and I'll give you another few. But the one that immediately comes to mind when I'm like, how, like, if you're going to be the CEO of your business, how do you do that? I, I'm not saying this is the most important, but this is the one that comes to mind right off the bat. It's know your numbers. You know, if you don't know your numbers, you have no idea if you're succeeding or if you're failing or if you're completely stagnant. Now, in our business, what it means to know your numbers is you need to know the volume that is coming in from yourself and from your team every month. And you need to know where you want to go. We're going to talk about vision in a minute, but you need to know where you want to go, what your next goal is. And numbers wise, what it takes to get there and not just points. So this is this is the training point in here. It's not just knowing how many points you need to get there. You may know that you need 2000 more points, but knowing your numbers about how many people it's going to take to get those points, figure out 
what's your average order size? Figure out how many people in your team it takes to get a director leg to hit. So look at that director leg and you're like, is that three people consistently on products? Is that six people, depending on your average order size? When you start breaking this down into very actionable ones and zeros, it becomes more manageable. So you got to know where you are and that is defining reality. If you maybe have a title and you know that you're only hitting here, define reality. It's totally fine. I don't know any leader in direct sales, any business in direct sales that didn't hit a title and then fall back and had to build it back, right? Like it's it, it is what happens in our business. You stretch, you reach that stretch goal. You retract a little bit and then you build it back and even further and even stronger. But what you can't let happen is when it retracts, you can't let it stay there and you can't let it get you down to where that is where your business falls. So know your numbers, know where you are, define reality, know where you want to go in your next uh, your next goal. And then how many points it takes to get there, but how many people it takes to get there. Then start tracking your numbers. If you invite 10 people to a Discover More or three showing up, that'd be great. That would be awesome if you're inviting 10 people by your voice and three show up. But if you need to get three people to show up to get one person started, we can start really using math in our favor to know if you need to be inviting 30 people to the Discover More to get nine people to show up, to get three people started, right? So let's not willy-nilly this anymore if you want to grow. Now, that's a kind of a, a side note. If you are happy where you are, we're happy where you are. This is for people that are wanting to grow. We, we don't get on these Monday calls and like try to tell people to do something that they don't want to do. And we don't get on Monday calls to try to find problems where there's not. If you love your life and you love your business and you are happy where you are, we're happy for you. But not, our job is to work with people who want more. I tell people all the time, our job description is more. If you want more information, if you want to make more money, if you want more uh, anything, like that's what we are, more support, that's our job title. So that's who we're talking to, the people that want more. So know your numbers, number one. Number two, only one person can make or break your business. Now, that, that's kind of a play on a lot of times we think, oh my goodness, I've got this one person. They're it. Like they are going to be the next president's team members, right? Like they're it. They could make or break our business. That's just not true, right? Like, could they be an incredible addition to your business? Absolutely. And can one person dramatically change the numbers on the board? Absolutely. But the only person that can make or break your business is you. And it's what you put into place and, and who you are and how you're leading your team. And what I mean by that is it's so important that you in leading your team, you've got a vision. The reason that that's so important is if you don't have a vision, you're never going to know, like no one's going to know where they're going. And I'll be honest, without a vision, failure or stagnation is inevitable. So the things that you focus on when you know that your business rise and falls on yourself are things like you've got to love learning. Like in this business, you're never, ever going to know everything. And if you wait until you know everything, you're never going to have a business, right? So you're never going to know everything, but you've got to fall in love with learning. 
And part of falling in love with learning is staying humble. You know, I don't know everything. Wit teaches me things every day that I never knew. Did you know another thing that I, I want to kind of take in your brain is I have all of these, like, I mean, so many. I wish you could see all of these journals from like all of my like years in direct sales. These are just one, two, three, four, five that happen to be sitting on my desk right now from all my years in direct sales. Do you know that that I learned I learned things in 2012 that I've forgotten that I've got to go back and learn now. So just because you've heard it once or done it once or seen it once doesn't really mean that you know it and that you're putting it into practice every day. So you've got to stay humble and you've got to continue to learn. You've got to continue to love learning. And by staying humble, you understand that like the law of familiarity within your team is a real deal. If they hear you all the time, they're probably not hearing you all the time. So bringing in different voices, asking different people to speak, use our discover more, then do your own. It's so important that we never think that we've got it all figured out and that we can't learn and that we can't grow. The next one about like you making or breaking it, I believe that the number one thing that crumbles more organizations than anything else is positivity and negativity. I think negativity crumbles more more incredible organizations than I've ever seen in my life. So it's so important that we focus on the positivity. I don't mean that everything has to be looked at with rose-colored glasses, but I do mean that we can have feelings as leaders and we can feel really down in the dumps, but that's not something that we can take to our team and take to the masses, right? We've got to find a way to be problem solvers and to find the positivity in any situation. And sometimes the positivity is, I don't, I don't know the answer, but we can figure this out together. That, that's the problem solving. And it is the two of us can figure this out together. The positivity is I'm here with you. The positivity is I want to help you succeed. You've got to be inspiring. You've got to be motivating. You've got to be encouraging. If without those things, your organization crumbles without servant leadership your organization crumbles, right? Like you, we all want to make income here. We all want to make money here. But if you chase after your vision, the money will follow. If you go after what you really want, if you've got a vision for your team and a mission for your life and you go after that, the money will follow. So servant leadership, what's beautiful in our industry is that servant leadership runs rampant. It's everywhere. There are people all around you right now that want to serve you. Now, if you look at that with a cold eye, like some people do, when they look at our industry, they're like, well, yeah, they only want to work with me because they're going to make money. Well, guess what? They're not going to make any money unless you do. So you can look at it with a cold eye if you want, or you can look at it as one of the greatest things about our industry is that I cannot succeed without helping you succeed. So by falling in love with the process Staying humble, loving to learn, and practicing servant leadership, I can help you win. And yes, I'm going to win in the process. But sometimes I, I see people, they're just, they're spinning their wheels and they're working so very hard on maybe the fundamentals of the business or they're working so very hard. They're trying to just make things happen. They're trying to make one person do it. But in this business, it's not really mind over matter, right? Like we're not just like gritting it and like step, like trudging through this. It's not really mind over matter. It's more what's in your mind that matters. And with this business, with the positivity, with the servant leadership, with the things that you do every day, 
Look at what you're thinking about. Look at what's in your mind. Look at how you're proceeding. Think about, truly look at what is on your plate for today and think about, are you looking at these things as opportunities? Are you looking at them as roadblocks? If you learn anything from the second point, the you could, like you were the person where your business rises and falls, like your business rises and falls on one person and that's you, focus on the positivity aspect. Because if we can make it a more positive atmosphere, more people are going to be attracted to it. More people are going to stay here. And then everything else flourishes around it. So sorry, I went a little long on that one. All right. And then last but not least, and I'm going to turn it back over to Wit is I believe the most important actionable item that you can do today is develop a simple, streamlined, duplicatable process. So what that means is you need to get down on paper. All right. When someone joins our team, or you know what, back up. When someone says they want more information, what does our team do? What is our philosophy? What is our process? What do we do first? Then what do we do next? Then you've got these branches, right? Like this is going to look like a tree. Someone says, yes, I want to know more. What do we do? Okay, great. I show it to them. They say they want to know more. What do I do? You need a simple, streamlined process that your entire team knows, follows, so that they know what to do next. Because if the team doesn't know the play, they can't run it. And too often in this business, you'll find something that works and you're just kind of willy-nilly doing it over to the side and everybody's willy-nilly doing their own thing. And I don't mean that there's only one way to do this business. I don't mean that at all. You, there's a, a hundred ways that you can skin this cat, but you have to have a team plan. You've got to have a systematic process of what to do first, then what to do when they say this, then what to do when they do this, all the way from prospecting through inviting, through following up, through getting them to impact summit. You need a plan from the first word out of your mouth that ends in Impact Summit. And I know it doesn't end there, but the line, the crimson thread has got to go all the way from speaking to Impact Summit. It can't stop when they sign up. It also can't start when they sign up. So that systematic process. And I think if you take an hour and you put down on paper, you can then make it better from there by asking your peers, by going into the Wisdom Builders team, by going into the Bald Eagle team. Uh, heck, call Charlotte Shelton, right? Like say, here is my process. I wrote this down. What am I missing? Where are my gaps? Love learning. Ask the questions and figure out if that process holds water. And if it does, stick to that process and watch the people around you become empowered by just knowing what to do next. So I hope that helps. I uh, hope it wasn't too rambly. Let me turn it back over to Wit, and maybe he can, maybe he can do a better job. <laughs> um, no, actually, that was absolutely excellent. And um, loved every single point that you covered there. And that made me, I don't, I'm not going to go off into rabbit trails because I want to so bad with what you had. But I had some, I had uh, some points written down this morning as well um, on just some key aspects of being the CEO of your business that I'm going to, I'm going to hit quickly as well. And these are going to be hopefully add-ons to what Ashley had mentioned. Um, some of them are going to kind of overlap a little bit. Some will be a little bit different, but um, I have eight. So, and I'll go through these quickly. Like these are going to be rapid fire eight. Um, 
but like being a CEO of your own business, I mean, and I'm, this is an add on to Ashley's, but my first one is um, like, if you want to be the CEO of your business, you got to take ownership. Like you got to take ownership that this is your business and you can't wait around for someone or something to happen or to be done for you to grow your business. Um, I come from a methodology or a, a philosophy in this industry. Um, this is what I was taught by, you know, uh, from field leaders, which is, hey, the company, like company, you ship the products and you pay commissions. I've got it from there because I'm a, I'm a leader. I'm the CEO of my own business. If you ship the products and you pay commissions, anything else you do at the company is icing on the cake. We got it from here out in the field. It's our business. We're the CEO. We're responsible for teaching, training, and mentoring. We're responsible for putting on events. We're you know, so on and so forth. Um, now, we're going to do a lot more at Neolife than just pay commissions and ship products. We're going to do that. We're going to do a lot more. But just you want to set that as icing on the cake. Like You don't want to wait for me or Ashley to do the next meeting. But you know, sometimes you don't even want to wait for next, your upline or your leader to do the next meeting. You know, just like... Sometimes it's like draw a line in the sand. And if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I'm going to take ownership of this business because it's my business. I'm the CEO. I'm not waiting for someone or something to happen for my business to happen. I'm going to make my business happen because I'm going to put it into practice. That's number one. Take ownership is critical as a CEO of your own business. Okay. Number two, and Ashley kind of mentioned this uh, as well. Number two is, is as a CEO of your business, you got to monitor your metrics, like what you monitor and measure improves, what you neglect deteriorates. I'm going to say it again, like what you monitor and measure improves, what you neglect deteriorates. So are you monitoring the key metrics of your business, a la recruiting? Like, you know, like uh, how many new people do you want to get started? Are you monitoring that? Um, you know, um, whatever else that you monitor from a metrics perspective, like you've got to be monitoring those metrics because what you monitor and measure improves. And then what you neglect will deteriorate. So it's so critical that you are monitoring the metrics. You're recruiting new volume, um, you know, team recruiting, you know. So as a leader, you're really looking at two things, personal recruiting and secondary recruiting, which is helping your team members recruit their warm markets and so on and so forth. So you need to have metrics there. You know, another metric would be three and 30 because a great metric that you could monitor. Are you earning three and 30 in a month? Are you helping? How many team members do you have earning three and 30 in a month? So the second thing I would just mention is, is you got to monitor the metrics um, each and every month. And you can't just, you can't, as Ashley said, you can't just willy nilly this. Like if you're a CEO of your business, there's metrics that you know that if you're hitting those metrics, it's going to lead to growth in your business in the future. So you got to monitor those. Now, this is, I'm just absolutely tag teaming on Ashley's here as and I, cause I think it's so important. It needs to be hit again. Because I think this is also one where we, this doesn't happen as often as it should, which is knowing your business and knowing your numbers, knowing your business and knowing your numbers that Ashley mentioned. And she, she nailed it. The two things that when you, that you got to know is you got to go, you got to know names and volume, names and volume. Where's volume coming in in the organization? Who are those names associated with it, et cetera, names and volume. But also want to encourage you, like knowing your numbers also means that you are taking the time to research your reports. Like you're, you're in your back office looking at your reports because there's gold back there. Like there is absolute gold in your business if you're in those reports. And you got to look and see, you know, who's close to rank advancing, um, who, you know, who hasn't placed an order, you know, in the last 90 days. Um, there's just so much back there. Who is three or four levels deep in your organization and they placed a, a large order? 
And maybe there's no leadership between you and that fourth level. You could leapfrog down there and you might have found someone. I can't tell you how many leaders in this industry were found because a leader was digging into their reports, digging for gold. They found someone two, three, four, five levels deep who had placed an order and they reached and there was nobody in between them leadership wise that was doing anything. Right. And so they reached down three or four levels deep built a relationship and next thing you know that was a rock star down there they and it's called leapfrogging they left down there and they found it so that's part of being a ceo is you got to take the ownership of taking the to leapfrog down in your organization two three four five ten levels deep especially if there's no leadership in between like what happens often too often is, is like you think well okay i'll tell my my front line it's so my front I, my front line is going to tell the second level and my second level is tell the third level and the third level and that is that does not happen very often like you got to know who is working who's engaged who's not and where you need to leapfrog down second third fourth level and go pretend like they're your front line maybe even though you're only your 10th level so that's critically important um oh this is the biggest one this isn't the, i'm sorry this isn't the big one this is big number four um i could camp out here the longest i think as a ceo of your business like this is critical. You have to learn how to maintain composure. Ashley talked about being positive and negative. You have to learn how to maintain composure as a leader and as a CEO of your business. Why? Because one thing I can guarantee, guarantee that's going to happen in the next 30 days in your business, in the next year, and for, and for the next you know, decade, things are going to go wrong. Mistakes are going to happen. And as a CEO and as a leader, you cannot freak out in those moments. You also, as a leader, you want to maintain composure. You can't let little things cause big issues. And I see it happen too often. And, and here's why. Like, and especially in direct selling, because there's so many moving parts and there's so many people involved in that's happening. Mistakes are going to happen. Corporately, things are going to happen mistake-wise. In your team, things are, and so like, as a leader, You've got to just maintain composure, you know, and don't let something become a huge deal, right? There's because there, like there's no utopia in this business. There's no there's no direct selling company where it's perfect. There's all there's just perfect people and there's perfect processes and it's utopia. That does not exist. What great leaders and CEOs of the business are able to do is maintain composure when something happens and something said the wrong way or something is um, done the wrong way, you know, it's you it, it maintain composure, maintain positivity, and then address it, work on it, you know, but we cannot, if we do not maintain our composure and we freak out as a CEO of our team, our team's going to freak out, right? Uh, they're going to take on that, that, the composure that we have. So I want to encourage you, maintain composure. When you got a team member, who's gotten 10 no's in a row and they're distraught, you have to maintain your composure. You get a team member who loses somebody. They, they, the person quits that, that was on their team. They were doing well and they decide that person decides to quit. Like, and they're, 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 they're getting negative. You got to maintain composure, right? So that's just gets so critical. Maintain composure. Number five, and this will help you maintain composure, is um, invest in personal development. Invest in personal development. What are you reading? Um, how much are you reading every day? Uh, again, I always say this. I think there's nothing more you can, that's the X factor of your business long-term is your personal growth and leadership development. It's the X factor. And so as the CEO of your own business, 
you have to invest in the X factor on a consistent basis. You've got to be reading and pouring into yourself and growing as a leader, growing as a person each and every day as the CEO of your business. I also love a quote um, by someone y'all heard speak recently at the last convention, Rick Lloyd. Rick Lloyd always taught me, he said, Stephen, you cannot pour water from an empty well. So which means that if, if I'm empty from a personal development and leadership perspective, I can't pour anything into my team. So you can't pour, you can't pour water out of an empty well. You want to make sure you are always full as a leader in personal development and leadership growth so you can pour that into the team. Okay, number six, this will be quick. You want to have a mentality that you're, you work to empower others, not enable them. It's so easy to enable people as a leader in this business because probably you can do it better and you can do it faster and, and, and those kinds of things. And you have more confidence in yourself to do it. But if you enable them and you do everything for somebody, that's going to be the expectation. And so the, the hard part's going to be, well, they're never going to do anything unless you do it for them because you set a precedent. I'm just going to enable. I'm going to do it all for them in their business. And so they never have to really rise up and grow and, and, and learn new skills and get out of their comfort zone because I'm just going to do it all for, because I've, I've the precedent, I'm just going to do it all for them. So everything you want to be doing is doing it from an empowerment standpoint, not an enabling. Everything you're going to be doing is, like, how can I get this person to be able to do this on their own as quickly as possible versus doing it for them always? So you, as a CEO, you want to empower because hopefully your team gets large enough. If you have, if you have a team of, in, of people you've enabled, You'll never have enough time to really grow a large business because you'll be doing everything for everybody. So your growth is going gonna, is gonna to suffer. But if you can empower people, you'll never have a problem with having enough time to grow your business because you'll have leaders that you've developed that can run their own show, for lack of a better term, because you empowered them to get to learn how to do this business as quickly as possible on their own. Okay, number seven. Lead, don't manage. This is not a management model. If you try to manage your team as the CEO, uh, that's when I know growth is going to stop because you got to lead this business as a CEO. You got to set the example. You got to lead from the front. Your team will do what you do. Your team won't do what you say to do. So you've got to be leading from the front and doing it, right? If you want to see your team increase in recruiting, you got to be recruiting. If you want to see your team, you know, doing events, you got to be doing events as well. So it's just, it's, it's that model of, you know, people see, people do. That's what it is. So as a CEO, don't worry about trying to manage the team. Lead the team. Set the example. They'll follow that. And then number eight, lastly, as a CEO of your business is you've got to be consistent. You have to be consistent. You know what would shut more businesses down than anything is this right here. And I can, what I mean by businesses, Walmart, Target, McDonald's, you name it, is if all of a sudden they were open and closed at random. What if all of these stores around your town, they were open and closed at random? Some days they're open, some days they're closed. Some hours they're open, some days they're closed. People would stop going there. Why? Because you'd show up thinking it'd be open and it's closed. And you go, it's noon. Why is it McDonald's open at noon? It should be open. Uh, oh, they decided that the, the, the owner of that store decided to close it down today. People would quit going there because of a lack of consistency. It, they, it, it would, they would lose trust. They would lose uh, the, the confidence in it. The fastest way any business could literally close its doors would be just to open and close at random. And that happens way too often in our businesses where we're open and close at random and we lose trust and confidence from everyone either on our team or also that we're prospecting, et cetera. So you got to keep the doors open. That doesn't mean you have to work 24 seven, 
but you've got to be consistent so people know your customers, your team, and your prospects know your doors are always open to help them. So with that being said, Ashley, loved your um, your points. Um, we want to encourage everyone this year in 2023 to, to really think about taking on that mantle of leadership in your own business as a CEO. And I would imagine everyone took on the mentality as a CEO. I think Neolife would explode in North America. Ashley, anything you need to say as I rambled as well before we close this down? No, you don't pick up the football after a touchdown. <laughs> Great job. That was fantastic, Whit. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you. And hey, everyone, again, congratulations on an amazing January. We're so proud of you. Uh, you're making such a difference in people's lives and changing so many lives in North America. And there's many more we're going to in the month of February. So have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you later this week.